Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello and welcome to this latest podcast. My name is Les Jones. I'm the creative director at Practice Plan. And today we're here to talk uh, all things marketing. And I'm very pleased to say that I'm joined uh, once again uh, by Hayley Irons of High Marketing. Hi, Hayley. Hi, Les. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. I'm uh, I'm interested to kind of see where this little conversation is going to take us. We had uh, a great conversation last time we met uh, all about marketing and kind of some of the basics that uh, the practices need to think about. I just thought we'd drill a little bit deeper uh, in this podcast in terms of the allocation, if you like, of the, the load of marketing between um, the practice and perhaps outsourcing to an agency like yourself. Uh, you know, of course, you, you, you've kind of seen both sides of this, the fence. You've, you've been a practice manager and you've handled the marketing for a practice. And of course, now you have your own agency. So, uh, you know, you're perfectly positioned to kind of um, uh, take that conversation mm-hmm. forward. Um, obviously, things vary from practice to practice. But from your perspective, what do you think of the kind of the criteria that practices need to think about as to whether they're going to handle their marketing internally or whether they should look externally for some support? Okay, well, it's a question we get asked quite a lot, to be honest. Should I outsource it? Should I not just use a member of my team to post every now and then? Because, you know, they, they, they can take a quick photo in practice and put it up on social media. You know, it won't take them long. It's not just about taking a quick snapshot, popping it on Facebook and saying, oh, having a great day or look, patient's got a new smile. There is a lot more that goes behind it. So are you posting at the right time on the right day? Is it something that you know has worked in the past? Is it something your patients are interested in? Are you using the correct uh, terminology, the right words, as in GDC like to have things said a certain way, don't like you to use certain phrases, etc. So it's not just a case of, yeah, they've got three, they've got five minutes between patients. I'm sure they can quickly do a post. You're not going to get the best from it if that's what's happening within your practice. Yes, you've got a little bit of a a presence on social media, but it's not going to get you anywhere. You're not going to get the reach. You're not going to get possible new patients from it. So that makes people feel, oh, so I've got to outsource them. No, not necessarily. It's a case with anything within your practice of training your team up. So so if you wanted them to be, you know, one of your dental nurses to be able to do um, take x-rays for you, you, you'd send them on a radiography course. It's the same with marketing. If you want them to be able to do your marketing successfully and they've got the interest in it, then get them trained and I don't mean they have to do a full marketing course mm-hmm. there's various courses and various people like myself which will offer one-to-one training or group sessions I know practice plan are very good with their, their events they cover the marketing and, and have consultants which they can have come into practice so it's giving them the guidance and the tips and knowledge to be able to do things better or quicker so do, do you outsource or not? Do you have a team mem- member interested? 
that wants to take that role on board? Yes, great. Have they a good knowledge? When I first started in the dental practice and I started taking over their marketing, it was different because I'd already got marketing experience. That's how I started off my career in the advertising world. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I had the instant knowledge and training from that, but a lot of people don't. So you need to make sure that, yes, you've got someone interested to do it. Have they really got the knowledge to do it? And the third thing is the time. It's not just a case of spending a couple of minutes. You do need to allocate them some time to concentrate on what they need to do to prepare, to prepare and plan. So I think I said in the, in the last podcast we did about um, strategies, you know, shorter strategies. But if you've got a three-month strategy and you know in two months' time it's National Smile Month or Mouth Oral Cancer Month, you know that you need to start thinking about ideas on how to create those posts that go with that. So that takes the time. So they need to be able to be given allocated time to do that. Um, so it all depends on, again, how many team members you've got, what sort of practice you've got, and if you've got the right people at the right time. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it's not, it's, it, you know, from what you said, it's not just a question of, of someone within the practice being very comfortable, say, with social media and knowing the technicalities of how to post and how to kind of, you know, like and, and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of practices go, oh, I've got exactly the right member because she's so good. She uses her own social media all the time. She's forever checking in somewhere and she's forever posting selfies. That does not necessarily make them the right person for your marketing. It might do with a bit of training, but just because they're very heavy on social media in their personal life does not necessarily give them the right tools to do your marketing. Yeah. And I suppose I suppose it's kind of winding back from there in terms of, you know, rather than just doing kind of scattergun stuff, you know, you know, if we stick on social media for a minute, where you're just posting whatever uh, yeah. is happening within the practice, to being more specific to say actually, you know, we want you know perhaps more implant uh, cases coming through, or we want to attract new patients in into into the practice and onto our plan. It's having that that kind of for you know. Uh, forward thinking if you like of understanding what the actual objectives are and then starting to put a plan together to actually realize those objectives yeah it's like i'll see practices and they'll say okay we've got an open day next week can you help us promote that you need a bit longer because in an ideal world you would quite a few weeks before that start thinking about okay let's put <clears> some <throat> more before and afters up of invisalign for the open day let's give some more tidbits on how comfortable Invisalign is, what are the benefits of it, what are the negatives. So lead them up to the open day, feed them the information that they need, i.e. look at this before and after, something that they emotionally connect with, oh my teeth look like that, I've got a gap like that, or oh yeah my teeth cross over. Give them the solution or the dream smile they could have, then how they're going to get it or how you can offer it to them and then give them the option of the open day where you might do free consults or offer them free retainers and free whitening with it so it's not just a case and team members would probably go okay yeah we'll start promoting an open day but like you say it's having that forward planning to think about well, what we're going to post before that to get them interested rather than just go we're having an open day yeah. Heavy marketing on that you need a little bit of teasing before it 
to get them interested. So that's where sometimes the practices lack the knowledge because they'll just go, okay, we want to promote dental implants, want to fill up the book, let's do it. Yeah. Just I suppose the, the other thing as well is that, you know, if you were to use an internal member of the team to do the marketing, as you said, it's, it's, it's not a, a, a five minute, um, you know, a day type thing. It might be that it's half a day a week or even a day a week that, that you know, that that person is working on the marketing, which means that even though it's done, being done internally, there is still an associated cost because you're having to pay that member of staff for that amount of time. So I suppose there's a there's a, a kind of uh, an equation there as to how much does it cost to me to pay my my members of, of, of the team to do the marketing as opposed to outsourcing it. Yeah, and the other thing you have to think about is, you know, especially for new practices that are starting up, so associates that have gone, right, I'm going to buy my own practice, set it up. They're, the team that they have on board at the beginning will probably have a little bit more time to spend on these things. But as the marketing hopefully works, they're going to get busier. So then they don't have the time to continue with that, with that marketing that they were doing because they had more time to do it. So then their marketing gets a little bit lax and a bit, you know, falls away at the side because it's more important for that dental nurse to be helping the dentist with patients. So then they get this lull where, oh, we've got no more patients in all of a sudden. What, why? Well, you were doing marketing really well and then it's tailed off because you've got busier and busier and your team haven't got the time to do it. So that's, again, when you may have to relook at, do we get someone external? Do we get an extra team member on board or part-time or however they want to work it? But it, there is a cost, even if you're using your team member, like you say, there is a cost. And that's sometimes that, something that they don't think about they don't see it as a cost because they're already paying them yeah but when they're doing that they're not doing something else within the practice so let's just say a a, a practice in the first instance decides to outsource their marketing um what are the kind of the things they should be thinking about in terms of finding you know a marketing partner or an agency outside what how do they kind of go about that search I always say, if you have a look through social media or other practices, marketing is the one that you particularly like, is the one that you connect with, you like the feel of, because again, everyone has a different personality, a different ethos. Some might like the highly ultra professional branded Instagram. Some might prefer the more casual layout, more about the team members, etc. So look at what you're liking on social media. And don't be afraid to contact a practice and say, do you mind me asking, do you do you outsource your marketing and who do you use? That will give you a good idea of who's using who and what you like. And it might be that you pick up a couple of accounts that are using the same person. The other thing is, obviously, when you contact any marketing people, ask them, can I see some samples of, you know, can you let me know who you're working with on social media at present so I can have a look at their accounts so you can see if it connects with you. Um, and then the next step to me is always meet someone mm -hmm. because it is more about the personal connection again. I always think with my clients, I mean, yes, during COVID we had Zooms, which it, it was better than nothing, but I personally prefer to try and meet them face to face because I think you build up a better connection and bond. And if you connect with that person and you, you, you're respecting what they're doing and you're seeing what they're doing and you like it, then that's a good thing that you can work together 
But in the first instance, just have a look through social media and see what other practices are doing and what you like or what you don't like. Um, yeah. And again, if you're at another event, ask some of the some of your colleagues what are they doing? Are they outsourcing? Who are you using? Just get an idea of who's out there. I mean, yes, you can put in dental marketing people near me, but I always think word of mouth is a lot better than just going off a website. Um, but if you do contact someone via a website, as I say, just get to know them a little bit first and have a look at what they're doing with other with other clients. It's important for you to see their what sort of work they do and the standard. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right in terms of the relationship. It's 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 you know, if the relationship is good and and, and each each side understands the other, <clears throat> then you've got a much uh, a much better chance of success, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be coming from the same place. You've got to be on the same page. As with, you know, anybody you employ as a consultant, you know, you've got to believe in the same things they believe in, um, or trust them enough to go, okay, yeah. I'm not 100% sure with that, but I do trust you. So ahead we go. So it, for me, it is more about the personal connection. And again, that that happens when you really meet people face to face. Over Zooms, yes, you can get an idea, but to me, there's nothing like a face to face mm-hmm. personal connection. That's when I think you really get to understand somebody and where they're coming from, and also how the team are going to relate to to them. Because yeah. the same team have got to be involved as well. So yes, you might have a, a principal that you I get on with face to face, but I've got to still get on with the team and make sure they're on the same page too. Final question for me, uh, Haley. Um, and I know we touched about uh, we touched on this the last time we spoke, but let's just kind of revisit it quickly. And that's the kind of the return that that practices should expect in terms of their marketing spend. You know, you and I have both probably had conversations with with uh, dentists and practices where they see the marketing as purely a cost. It just goes out of the door and nothing else comes back in. But of course, that's not the point, is it? The point is that marketing is an investment and you're going to get some return on it. What kind of return should practices expect for their spend in marketing? Yeah, I I mean, I I love this topic. The last time we spoke about it, because it is, again, something that's brought up all the time. You know, sometimes one of the first questions I'm asking is, okay, well, if I'm spending this with you, how much am I going to get back? I wish I had formula I wish I had a magic wand that you know could see into the future and I could say okay if you spend that I know you're going to get this in return that magic wand and that magic formula doesn't exist unfortunately so again it does vary from practice to practice you know I can have two very similar practices in two different areas and they will be very different in the way they need their marketing and social media looking at they may be spending something very similar or something totally different. So I think what practices need to take into consideration is what they have in their mind. And I can ask a dentist to say, oh, have you got a budget in mind for your marketing? And I know 100% all of them will go, no, no, no idea. They have, we all do. And that's fine. I know they don't want to share it because then they think I'm going to tailor my costs to fit that. Basically, they need to still have an idea in the head of what they're comfortable with. I would then go back to them with a suggestion of ideas after our meetings of what we can do, what we can spend. I like to tend to do menu options so they can almost pick and choose what ideas they want to go ahead with at the beginning. But it has to be what's comfortable with them. As a rule of thumb, they say two to five percent of your gross income is what you should be spending on marketing. But that's an industry led 
figures. I don't necessarily use that and say, okay, work out your gross income and then you've got to spend this. To me, it's what they feel comfortable with and it might be something that we have to introduce it to them because as you've quite rightly said and in the last podcast, it's an investment, it's not just a cost. So it might be that they're only happy spending 500 a month to begin with or less. But I know that further down the line, they will be more comfortable once they see what's happening with spending a bit more or they may wish to. Or actually, we may stick at that because what we're doing for that is working well for them. They're not a practice that wants to expand or don't have the capacity. So we're for that money, we're getting in the right number of patients for them. So it does vary from practice to practice. But my key rule is you have to be comfortable with what you're spending. If you had in your head you wanted to spend £250 a month and I come to you and go, you need 500 they're not going to really trust me at the beginning. So to me, if, if I get a figure from a client, then I'll tailor something to fit that budget and then we can progress and show you what you're going to get for that. And as I say, then it slowly builds up, but it just depends on each principle. And some people have, like say, different ideas of marketing. What exactly are you going to be doing that money? Are you just putting up several posts on social media? What's the background to it? What else do you have to do? It's not just a case of, as I said previously, taking a quick picture and putting it up. There's a lot more research knowledge behind it so the whole budget and how much is it going to cost is a whole big topic and you have to everyone's going to have a different answer even practice managers principals they're all going to have a different idea of what they feel they should be spending on marketing so as i say if anybody does out there does have a magic formula please let me know Uh, uh, like you, I don't think it exists, uh, Haley. But I think you've given us a, a you know a good insight there in terms of what people should be thinking about and and kind of the ballpark they should be in there. Haley, that's been fantastic. Once again, some some great knowledge and some great advice uh, for practices uh, listening in. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can kind of do this again and and explore other uh, avenues of marketing. But for now, Haley, thanks very much for for your time. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Les. It's been great.